0: Well, welcome. Come on in. Come on in. Welcome to the show. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. I'm so thrilled to have you here. I have a very special guest. My most favorite person is here. I am bringing Brian on to Dear Matchmaker. I cannot wait to share this interview with you. Uh, Brian and I, I've been wanting him to come on and uh, I'm so excited to share this interview with you. But before I dive into all that, if you're brand new to the show, welcome. I'm your host of the most matchmaker and dating coach, Kat Cantrell. Welcome to the show. So our goal here at Dear Matchmaker is to answer your questions because one of the reasons why I put together Dear Matchmaker is because I want singles to feel like they're not alone. That was one of the things that I always felt when I was Out there as a single mom dating was that I always felt isolated and alone as if I was the only single woman that was out there that was facing these struggles. And I just want you to know, my friend, you're not alone. So our goal here on Dear Matchmaker is number one, to answer your questions. Two, to provide you with tools to help you get clarity when it comes to the dating world, uh, to help you get a greater understanding of possibly yourself and what it is that you're looking for, uh, how to date Especially if you haven't dated in a really long time, and third, to bring incredible experts onto the show to create some insight, and you could say that Brian uh, is an expert when it comes to love. Uh, he is I, he is my person, and I'm so excited that I that he is here. Uh, but before I go into all of that, if you have a question for dear Matchmaker, which we are asking, we are answering a couple of your questions. You can always submit your question to Dear Matchmaker going to dearmatchmaker.com. And at the bottom, you can submit your question or you can always uh, find me on Instagram or Facebook. And if you're not following me, why not? Uh, uh, at, come and follow me at Kat Cantrell and just send me a DM and be like, hey, uh, do you want to answer this question? Sure. I'll answer your questions. So make sure and submit your questions so that we can help other people because that's the goal. Uh, and as a reminder, this show is brought to you by my agency. I am a matchmaker and a dating coach, no less. So theheartagency.com are out for matchmaking, dating coaching, singles events, which I had the largest speed dating event I have had to date this past Saturday. In fact, when I'm done recording, I'm putting all the matches together and I'm emailing everybody today. This is the exciting part. So I will be doing that in a little bit, but uh, it was incredible. And uh, you know, one of the women that was sitting in the room, she goes, maybe... I might make a connection tonight. I might not, but it just feels good to know that there are other people that are here that are all looking for the same thing, and it just is like a sense of community. So that's what we're here. That's what we're do. That's what we do here. So uh, here at Dear Matchmaker, um, I do have two little announcements for you, really quick, before I dive into my interview with Brian. First, I am gonna. I have a new offering that I'm bringing that I'm come. That's coming your way. It's a. It's a very special VIP package. Because more and more people are coming forward who haven't dated in a really long time, who haven't put themselves out there, that maybe just want a really quick flash and just need help getting themselves back up off their feet. So it's a VIP day offer where it's a complete life makeover. I'm working on it right now. I cannot wait to release it. So please stay tuned. Image consulting, uh, we do a complete life makeover, top to bottom, really fine tune and really help you get started to put yourself back out there again, because I know it can be intimidating and I know it can be really difficult. And so I want to be that person to really, like the way I describe is that I'm like jumper cables, right? And I'm the one that's holding those cables and I give you, just give you a jump start So that's really um, what my special VIP offering day is all about. So please stay tuned to that. And then the second thing is that I do have an announcement we are having a Valentine's Day, like a self-love Valentine's Day workshop where I have collaborated with other coaches and matchmakers. Uh, I have Jamie, who is a mindset coach. I have Dr. Liz, who is a connection coach. I have Sandy, who's a sex educator, I have Lori, who is an- another matchmaker. We're all coming together and we're offering this special like self-love Valentine's. Like, what can you do for yourself? if you have no Valentine, to appreciate and to celebrate Valentine's Day. So we have a free workshop and it's hosted on all takes. So it is 7.30, February 13th, 7.30 Central Standard Time, completely for free. It's for women only. So each of us are presenting. We have a five-minute presentation that we're going to help you get your Valentine's Day on <laughs> as a single, and we're going to open up to Q&A where you'll have a, an opportunity to ask all these different experts, your relationship, dating, and matchmaking questions. I mean, come on, what is there to lose? So I will make sure and put that in the notes. You want to make sure register sooner than later, because we are, uh, there is a capacity. So we, between all five of us, we want to make sure, and uh, I want to make sure that you can get in there. So make sure and register today. All right. I'll make sure and put that all in. All right. blah, blah, blah. blah. Are we ready? So Brian and I um I've been wanting to have him on the show pretty much ever since it started and I had asked oh my gosh I think it was like over 6 months ago I had asked my audience if they were interested in having Brian on the show and um everybody was like yes please yes please and so actually my might have been over a year ago so we finally have worked it out um Brian and I um I brought bring Brian on and talked to you about how we met and kind of just some key dating advice from a male's perspective uh, is always, I feel like it's always important, especially for women to hear and for men to know that they're not alone to in their thought process. So I am just, I might cry just a little bit. So um, anyway, ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome my fiance, Brian to Dear Matchmaker. Hi, honey. Hi. Welcome. Welcome to Dear Matchmaker. Thanks baby. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you here. I'm pretty excited to be here i I've talked about having you on the show pretty much since its inception. I think because a lot of people have asked about our relationship mm-hmm. and how we met, and I thought that we would introduce dear matchmaker introduce you to dear Matchmaker mm-hmm. and to our audience, and that I would. Ask you some questions. I've got some questions from Instagram because I put out an Instagram being like, hey, what do you want to know? So I do have some questions from our audience yeah. that will answer. But I thought that we could start about, because a lot of people, a lot of people don't realize that we actually met online. Plenty of fish. <laughs> Plenty of fish. <laughs> <laughs> so um, should we just start there? Sure. Talk about how we met? Yeah. Yeah.
1: what's the question (laughs) you're supposed to be asking me questions
0: i am i'm gonna ask you questions i just okay so uh what made you join plenty of fish
1: oh man uh i have no idea no it was a long time ago yeah um i mean i had been uh married with the person prior to you uh for a long time so i I'd never online dated. Um, I think we got together in '99, so um, yeah, all of it was new. So I just kind of tried a little bit of everything that seemed above board.
0: Yeah, yeah. So you and you and because um, you were married before, mm-hmm. and so you and your ex wife had met in '99, and so when you were um, when you and I met, it was in 2014. So when dating was considerably different from when you met your ex wife to when dating was when you were new when you became single again that's right yeah and so i wanted to talk about your profile okay. i'm gonna i'm gonna get into i'm gonna get into i'm, I'm gonna get into like how we, you know when we are dating in our courtship because i think that's an important part of our love story okay Uh, And for those listeners, if you want to see a little bit more about Brian and I, uh, I'm going to put in the show notes, I'm going to put, uh, because Brian just recently proposed to me in October, I'm going to put a link to the YouTube video that he created that tells you a little bit more about our love story. But I, so when I saw your profile, it was nothing like I had ever seen before. And this is something that I really try to help people with you and I both help people. In fact, uh, when clients start working with the heart agency and they start working with me, Brian, actually, Brian and I work together creating my clients online profiles because Brian is a copywriter and so he has an, an amazing way with words and, uh, so tell tell our audience a little bit. Do you remember? Do you remember your profile?
1: I don't remember anything that it said. Um, I do remember some of the photos. I feel like there were some. Uh, there was an Indian headdress, maybe. Yes. Um, there was. And uh, perhaps head out the window like a dog <laughs> picture. Yep. It. Yes. Uh, but those are the only things that I recall.
0: Yeah, those are the ones, those are the two pictures that stood out the most. And the one with the head out the window really was, I don't, for some reason, like just that picture alone, to me, just spoke volumes of just the type of carefree, just spirit, fun loving creature that you are. And because your pictures were so unique, they weren't the typical photos that you saw just immediately you captured my captured my attention do you remember my profile
1: yes there was a a, a Joan Jett picture as I recall yes and a, a color run yes color run that's right that's all I remember that's all I remember
0: do you remember my main do you remember my main profile picture no I think my main profile picture was my professional photo for my business at the time oh the one that your sister shot yeah And I think it might have been black and white, even though you're not supposed to do that, but I think it was black and white Mm -hmm. or no, maybe it was just the full headshot. Anyway, back then on plenty of fish, we, it wasn't like it is now. It's not like, it wasn't like swiping. We actually corresponded via email first.
1: Like the online version, their version of email. Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't like off platform email.
0: Right. Right. So we, and it was, it was it was done through desktop. I don't even think it was an app on your phone or was it? I don't remember. So we started talking via email for like the first, I think it was probably about two weeks, right? I don't remember. And then we set up a date and then we decided one of the places that we love here in Cedar Rapids is Leonardo's. Mm -hmm. And we decided, and we did have a phone call and it was very short. It was about, probably about 10 minutes Uh and, um, just to set up the date. And then we, we, um, decided on date and place and time. What, what was it about my profile that you, that made it stand out to you?
1: Well, I mean, I'm from Austin, Texas and, um, you know, nothing against Iowans or anything, but, um, I like, um, I mean, Austin has a reputation, or at least it did, of having kind of a uh, punk rock, uh, Texas grunge sort of vibe, and and you stood out as different Mm -hmm. from the rest of uh, what I was seeing in Iowa. And I was like, "Um, I want one of those. (laughs) (laughs) I want that kind, please. (laughs)
0: <laughs> yes i feel the same way about you yeah yeah
1: uh you know not to i don't have any interest in getting into you know my ex situation or anything but yeah. I, I wanted um something that was going to be fun and interesting and you look like that
0: oh mm, thanks babe yeah
1: and it turned out to be true
0: yes yeah So we met and, uh, for, so we didn't, uh, we did some correspondence via email before we met and there was one thing that you hadn't. So there's, so there was two things that you did that really made you stand out before we even met face to face. First is that you had, so one of the questions the listeners had is whether or not you have any children Mm. and you do, I do. You have a son that's 15. That's right. And but when we met, he was oh my gosh. Well, that was he must have been six when we met. Right. Because we've been together for almost nine years. Mm-hmm. And uh so you would send me a video of you and him dancing when mm-hmm. he was like two and a half.
1: Yep. Three, yeah.
0: Three. Um, you had traveled to Italy. Yep. And you had taken him in different parts of Italy and you had, were just dancing with him. That's right. (laughs) So when you sent me that video, like what was your, because you and I haven't even met yet. Yeah. So what was your thought behind that?
1: Well, I'm a marketer, right? So I'm I'm aware that uh, part of standing out in any crowd or in any sort of online somewhere would be uh, a pattern break. Yeah. Right? Like having um, somebody be able to stop and think about you in a way that's sort of different than the rest of the brands. And I knew that that would, that would be something that most people wouldn't have access to. And I thought it was compelling and fun. And it said something about who I was. And yeah, I thought it was good.
0: It was great. Yeah. Yeah. That and um, one of the other things that you had sent to me was that you had created like this art piece. Yeah. The light in the tree out Mm -hmm. in the park. Mm -hmm. And you had sent me, was it a video? Yeah. Yeah. And this (laughs) this is all before we met. Yeah. But this wasn't, it wasn't text. It was just very like subtle little emails of like just communicating back and forth. And we weren't, one of the things that I try to teach, teach them is to not, to not conduct this as a business transaction. Right. And we were never businessy in those first two weeks. It was really about really kind of finding out who we were as a person. And you kind of jiggled that in me by sending me the video of you and your son. And then sending me a video of this like piece of art that was in the mm-hmm. tree. And you, I think in the email, you asked me how it made me feel. Yeah. And I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> mm. This is so amazing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Another dirty marketing trick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, essentially if you can um, ask someone how something makes them feel, then you're connecting on it. A- on a different level than right what most people do right yeah Um, it's a command essentially uh, asks you to to put yourself in a in a state where you have to describe how you're feeling about essentially something that i have done yes and you know i don't i wouldn't necessarily recommend doing any of those things
0: (laughs) (laughs) why why do you say
1: that? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> a. I think you have to, you know, you have to be you, right? Like, right. Yes. You yes. Know, you can't like copy what I did and hope hope that it's going to work because it's not. Um, you you have to do whatever you, your thing is, and you know, I, I I had a a strong intuition about who I thought you were, and um, you know, had I pitch that to the wrong person, it would have come across as overbearing or over-interested or right. some of those things. So, Yeah. I mean, I was getting signals from you that you were interested in, in ways that made sending those things over appropriate. Right. <clears throat> right. So you have, you know, one of the things that you say all the time is you have to show up the way that they're showing up. Right. Um, so I felt like I was showing up in a, in a way that was appropriate to send over a piece of art and ask how you felt about it. Yeah. Um, Anyway, that's that.
0: Yeah. Well, I loved it. Well, and you knew that I was artistic. You knew that. Yeah. um, Yeah. Yeah. You knew that that was, and I loved that, that you saw that. And like, you took, you paid attention Mm -hmm. to who I was. Because I was able, one of the things that I've tried to tell what I, what I try to tell our listeners is that, especially when you create your profiles, really you want to create a story. Well, you mm-hmm. and I talk about that all the time as mm-hmm. we're helping these clients, right? Is really creating a story with their photos mm-hmm. so that people can under, like, have a, a greater understanding of who they are. Like, I'm when people are like, "Well, I'm always like this all, you know, all the time," and I'm like, "But you're not like this all the time. There's different parts of, to you and different ways to be able to express that." In photos. And I think both of us did a really good job with that, that mm-hmm. we able, we were able to kind of get a snapshot of who we were as individuals. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I mean, to me, I think, uh, any interaction, whether you're having a conversation or you're giving a gift, um, the, the, and, and you know, in these cases, they were kind of like gifts. Yeah. Um, you kind of have to, uh, um, y- you're not trying to give someone what they want right? Like when you give someone a gift, you're not giving them, uh, you know, t- if you love them, you're not giving them a Starbucks card or a, a new mattress, right? You're giving them, uh, it's kind of like a remix of yourself, right? So you're giving them uh, a piece of yourself mixed in with, with a piece of them, right? So, right. you know, uh, over the course of our relationship, there's been a a thousand little trinkets <laughs> exchanged. Yes. You know, gift boxes and or ring boxes and, you know, uh, acrylic with stuff in them, you know, uh, 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 all kinds of little fun things that I find at the at the um, antique shop and whatnot and they're, they're not designed to show you or to give you what I think you want so that I make you happy. It's designed to to be a combination of who I am mixed in with who I think you are and uh, becomes a reflection of who we are together.
0: Yes. Yeah, um, just to give everyone a frame of reference, so after Brian and I started dating and we were exclusive, he would t- send me on little scavenger hunts with little maps and he would like text them to me or email them to me or leave them for me to discover to get you know I would go on these little scavenger hunts and I would I have this amazing collection of like these little trinkets of like little vintage ring boxes and the acrylics with like the flowers and stuff inside of them and to me it was such a even though gifts isn't my love style or my love language, just it was the effort and it was the thought and it was the appreciation that was behind of what it was that always just meant so much to me. Cause you 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 doing that for me, darn it.
1: Crying version number one. <laughs> <laughs>
0: No one ever done that for me. Like to show that kind of appreciation in that way. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, it takes uh, a a unique relationship to be able to allow for the other person to be a good recipient as well. Right. Like it's part of
0: it. So just to, I'm going to back up to our first date. Because our first date is is, is it was monumental. Mm. I feel it really set the tone for our whole relationship. I agree. Even though, uh, m- you know, we say in dating that the first date is really just to know if there's a connection to really, because the second date's really like the date. The mm. first date is just to kind of see whether or not. Red light, green light. Right, red light, green light. Yeah, exactly. But you and I, for sure, I mean, we had green light the whole way. And um, so we met at Leonardo's, which is like this vintage 70s pizza, pizza joint that we both really liked. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we met there for, was it for dinner? I think it was around dinner time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And we immediately, I was kind of, I was having a hard day actually um, that day and but you turned it around very quickly for me. We connected on uh conversation flowed and um, it was you being a marketer so t- so you had you had brought me something for that date. Mm-hmm. What was your thoughts about when you brought that for the date like what was gonna be your like Am I going to give this tour? Or am I not going to give this tour? I've never asked you that question.
1: Um, I mean, it, I didn't expect not to give it to you. Okay. Um, I think it was more along the lines of if there was a lull, mm. you know, it was a lull breaker. Oh, a
0: lull breaker. Okay.
1: Um, you know, and I was worried that you know we would get at a table and there would be awkwardness or whatever. Right. Um, and I, you know, I, again, I don't necessarily think this is the best approach. <laughs> 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 but uh, I, uh, I, I, and, and for all of you who know Kat and have met Kat or have followed her on this podcast or, or whatever, you, you know that she's uh, one of the, Right. So I mm-hmm. knew that I had the opportunity to sit down in front of a one in a million and I wanted to make sure that I showed up and, you know, if not close the deal, certainly uh, did my best. So maybe you tell them what, what it is I mean, or I'll tell them. We're talking about something they don't know what we're talking
0: about. Yeah. Why don't you tell them what it was? <clears throat>
1: So, uh, there was a box of paper parasols, um, and the, like the drink umbrellas that, um, that you put in my ties and stuff like that. Um, and it's sort of been a a theme throughout my life of of these drink umbrellas and, and I bought a a box of 150 of them and I just taped, (laughs) I just taped up the, the. bit that said 150 drink umbrellas with like duct tape or something right like it wasn't pretty or anything no it was not pretty um (laughs) and uh it was not it wasn't designed to be like a you know like a wrapped gift or right to make her feel weird um so uh we, we um sat down and started talking and and uh, I had set it in the middle of the table as I recall and and um, she you asked me what it was and I I think I said it was a mystery box. You did. Yeah. And um, I think I might, I think I might have teased it
0: a bit. You did. I don't
1: know. Can you do Yeah, uh, you put
0: it uh, in the conversation was is was flowing and and we were I think we'd already been there for probably over. It was it was probably over an hour at that point, um, and already eaten. I think, and um, you just put it in the middle of the middle of the table, and I was like, "What is that?" And you go, "It's a mystery box," <laughs> and I go, oh. <laughs> "No, this is the first time we met," so I was like, "Okay." And um, it had a barcode on the bottom of the box, and I remember like being like, "Is it a box of checks?" Like I was like, kidding with you, and you're like, "Nope."
1: Oh yeah, I made you guess. What you made me I... guess.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, so you made me guess for a while. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And then I still wouldn't tell you.
0: Right. That's right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, then I opened it, and it was this box of paper parasols. And unlike anything I've ever had or experienced or had someone gift to me, like, um, I did have a, I did have a date long time before, like probably, oh my gosh, years before you that I did have a guy buy me or bring me a bag of flour on a date before. I think I've told you that story where he's like, my friends told me to bring you flour. So, and he brought me a bag of flour. So I was, that was like my only like quirky kind of quirky gift that I had received on a date before. And, uh, these beautiful paper parasols and they were multicolored and they were gorgeous. And you started, um, so Leonardo's has like, um, like padded walls, like old seventies padded walls. And so like you started opening them up and kind of placing them, in the wall. And I was like, who is this guy? You just totally blew my mind. And you were taking photos Mm -hmm. of the paper parasols. You were taking photos of them. And I was getting ready. I had a big event that week for my business at the time. And you were going out of town and you said that since you were going to be out of town, we weren't going to see each other for a week. And you had said for me to take those paper parasols and go put them in places while you were gone and take pictures, put the paper parasols in places that brought me happiness and take pictures and send you the photos. Yeah. I was completely like, I just was so in shock of what this was and who you were. Like I had never experienced anything like you before.
1: Oh. Yeah. It's more marketing, right? Like Right.
0: for me to keep in contact with you mentally yeah mentally yeah yeah yeah
1: and again you know i don't necessarily think that people should try to emulate that unless they have their own version of it But right
0: um, we can help people figure that out too
1: that's right yeah Um, we can do that but
0: uh yeah it worked out i mean (laughs) (laughs) yeah it did in fact um you reminded me not too long ago that after the end of that date that I'm the one who got in my car and opened up the car door and yelled at you that you better contact me. (laughs) That's true. See ladies, I took the initiative. I made sure that he knew that I was into him. There was no guessing. No. I was like, I'm into you. You better contact me. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was great. And so I think, so we had, date two and we had the gold rock date which was the third date Mm
1: -hmm. yeah that was another that (laughs) dirty trick
0: (laughs) we had the gold rock date and the gold rock date was brian had taken a bunch of gold rocks and had painted them and he had texted me photos of his hands all painted in gold and i can't remember what the caption was on the text you don't remember no something like, I have something for you, or it's a surprise, or something along those lines. And so you, you had taken me out to dinner that night. It was a fancy dinner, so I got dressed up. So this was date three. And so we were starting to really kind of get to know each other. Mm-hmm. And Gold Rock date, so we had had a great dinner, and we hopped into the car, and you drove to another place downtown.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And we got out, and then you asked me, to go find the gold rock. And yeah. I was like, what? You want me to what? And now we met in August. So this was the summer, summer slash fall. And um, so I'd walk around and I would, I found the gold rock. And then you said every time I would find the gold rock, we would slow dance.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> pretty good <laughs> and it's so funny because women are always like romance is dead and I think part of it honestly I think it's because women don't allow it in
1: mm. yeah yeah like I said I mean I I I don't know that I would be coaching people to do this but uh, if if the right woman was, a, was involved which you were right then it would be fine
0: right What do you think is the, what do you think is the, what's the formula to that? Like, is it just being like paying attention to who she is and, and showing up in the way that you feel that she would be open to it? Like,
1: uh, I think it's probably twofold, right? So you have, um, you have two parts to that cake and one of them is the female and I think part of having a romantic relationship is having the female be receptive
0: right yes 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 just like i said she has to be open to it that's right right um, yep
1: and you know that goes through the entire relationship right and you yes. know, one of the things that you've said just in this interview is you know it, a lot of these things set the tone for the whole relationship yes so is she receptive um you know to a whole host of things right like right you know in order to have a physical relationship the the, the female has to be receptive essentially right, right. um <clears throat> you know and you you're you're receiving those signals along the way to to know red light green light
0: yeah
1: um so a, a, a guy has to to pick up on those and it's it's a difficult um, set of signals, I think, sometimes. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, if you're picking up on those and seeing a, a green light, then you can kind of, I wouldn't say take it as far as as you want to go, but take it as far as you think she'll be happy to continue to be receptive. It's a dance, essentially, right? Like, yes. It's a... It's it's a relationship. Um, in in that it's also a relationship. You're relating to someone, right? In a way that uh, you know you you get to see what somebody else you know is willing to experience with you,
0: right? And I think for me, I never had, in fact, I used to talk about this all the time before I met you. I thought romance didn't exist. I thought I, I never watched rom-coms because I thought that they were full of crap. I didn't think that that kind of, in fact, when we, when we started dating, um. you were like, have you seen this? Video? Have you seen this movie? Have you seen this movie? I'm like, no, I haven't seen any. <laughs> and so like, I saw love actually for the first time with you. I saw, there was a lot of rom-coms that I never saw before we met because I didn't think it, I didn't believe in it. Mm -hmm. And I think too, because of my previous relationships and because of my relationship with my ex-husband, I don't, I never thought that romance was a real thing. In fact, I think sometimes there is misinformation out there that it doesn't, that, that it doesn't really exist. And I think for a woman, if she, every woman is trying to convince herself that she doesn't want it, but I've never met a woman who really like, I've never met a woman who doesn't want it. Yeah. Like we can say that we don't, but when someone's really showing up in the way that's so romantic and what I mean by romantic, it's not about chocolates and roses. It's about being attentive. It's about being relating to you. It's about paying attention. It's about doing those little things that for me, because I was a dancer, you know, going around town and finding these gold rocks so I could slow dance with you publicly—it was just like for me, like I can—I could not believe how attentive you were and like how much you paid attention to. Like you took who I was and what was important to me, and you—you you found your own unique way to spin it in a way of presenting it to me in such a romantic fashion.
1: Yeah, it's like I it was saying earlier, right?
0: Like yeah,
1: it's a. It's not giving her what she wants. It's giving her a piece of you remixed with a piece of her.
0: Right. And I knew after that third date that that was, I mean, I knew that you were somebody that I wanted to be exclusive with. And I knew that even though it was super scary for me because I hadn't, since my divorce, I'd only been exclusive with two men in that like eight period of time, and they were both pretty short lived. And so it was really vulnerable for me. I was, I was kind of a little bit of that strong, independent woman. I don't need no man, kind of. Even though I knew I wanted one. Um, so it was, it was kind of a big step for me to be vulnerable with you. And I remember we were on the phone, and you asked me to go steady with you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I'm so smart. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this uh, this podcast interview is making me seem super cool. <laughs> you yeah. are super cool, babe.
0: <laughs> you are. You are. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, yeah. You, I mean I, honestly, this is one of the reasons. I mean, you know this. This is why I ended up in this work. Because I had done all the work to do what I need to do for myself to allow you into my life. Right someone like you into my life. And I've said it before. And I know I've said it to you too, that if I would have met you a year before that, I don't know if I, if I would have done enough in myself to be ready to be able to say yes to you.
1: That's right. I mean, you know, we talk all the time about, uh, mutual appreciation. Yes. Um, and we, we talk about how it's not really love. It's, it's, it's being able to appreciate the other person right and that's that's what we call love right right Um, and uh, we're in a game of attempting to out appreciate each other right
0: yes in fact Joanna even says Joanna's my daughter and she even says the only time she ever hears us argue and she use, I mean it's not really arguing is that we're just trying to out love each other
1: yeah yeah (laughs) yeah <laughs> so you know at the end of the day you can't really appreciate someone else if you can't appreciate yourself and and i don't think it's you know that's why i shy away from the whole self-love thing right because it's not really that it's self-appreciation right like yes if you're not in a position where you're taking care of yourself and appreciating yourself and you can't appreciate someone else yes or you can't it, and it's just if, if you do it just ends up being weird and, but yeah, um, <clears throat> Yeah, I mean, I, I, uh, it kind of goes
0: hand in hand with what I say about bringing romance to yourself. It's a, that is a way that you yeah. create romance in your own life is showing yourself appreciation. That's right. Yeah.
1: And I, uh, I can remember listening to Dr. Laura a million years ago and one of her refrains essentially was, you know, as soon as you start worrying about what you're not getting, than your toast,
0: yeah.
1: Um, so it always seemed to me like doing the opposite of that, yeah, would, would be the way to win, yes, right? Because if you're worrying about whether or not somebody's doing the dishes or, um, and, and you do them all the time, well, you know, you're coming from a place of lack, um, and, um, if, if you're Conversely, sort of um, worrying about doing the dishes all the time yourself, so that you can show your partner that you appreciate them. Well, then you win, right? Just naturally.
0: Yes. Yeah, I mean, uh, the women aren't gonna, the women aren't gonna like this out there. But we do have a a, a saying in this home that. Uh, for when I try to do dishes. And sometimes I do. Sometimes you, I do sneak in and, and do the dishes because I want to show you that appreciation. But you always tell me. What do you tell me?
1: Too hot for dishes. <laughs> too hot for laundry. Too hot for taking out the trash. Too hot for sweeping. Too hot for vacuuming. I mean, I, uh, I try to do all those things because I show her that i appreciate her now um you know that's not why i brought it up i was just bringing up uh you know the concept of appreciation i think that uh, a lot of people in general um you know you say this regularly um conduct their dating lives as a job interview essentially right yes you know it's not coming from a, pr- a place of mutual appreciation because you're not letting the other person talk. Right. You know, or if you are, you're just trying to find out the, the data points that are, you know, problems for you. Right. Like, right. you've never been that way with me. Right. Like you've never asked me if I'm going to take out the garbage or,
0: you know, right.
1: <clears throat> and I appreciate that. I appreciate it. I appreciate not being, you know, I don't know how to put it. Yeah. But I think I was nitpicked. <laughs> this is kind of the yeah. negative way of saying yeah. it. But guys don't want to, most guys don't want a mommy.
0: No. And if they do, that's a whole nother yeah. topic.
1: I, yeah. I don't, I, I don't want a, uh, I don't want a mom. Right. I've had a mom.
0: Yeah. And I, uh, there's a couple things that you kind of touch on. You know, one of the things that I really help with my, especially my, my female clients is the, the pleaser, the caretaker, like it's a natural state of like, they feel like the only way that they can be and feel love is by what they can do for somebody. And so there's that aspect, but I, you know, you and I got into you and I have so many of these conversations, and one of the conversations I remember, honey, us, have, us having was um, about that, about how when you're in that relate when you're in a relationship. Now, you and I have been together for nine years, and I've got a couple of questions that I want to that um, from our audience that they had that they had asked. But when we start nitpicking at the person about taking out the garbage about when was the last time you did such and such about the kids, about whatever. It's never it's never about that. It's about the fact of what you said, that, the, that that person doesn't feel the appreciation from that other person. And so the way to get, either they don't feel they're appreciated or they don't feel that the other person's paying attention to them. Mm-hmm. And so by, if the person's not feeling like the other person's paying attention to them, then they start nitpicking Mm. because at least they're getting some attention Mm. from that person. So it's never the fact that the dishes aren't done Mm -hmm. because there's been like a couple of, I mean, there's been moments where there's been stuff that this, that that things aren't getting done in this house and neither one of us are like, okay, when are you going to do the such and such? I mean, my job is to, is to put clothes away. And I know sometimes they will sit there for a while before I get to them, but you, you've never been like, so when are you going to put the clothes away? Because we feel seen and heard. So like that stuff, we know that all that stuff is going to work out. We know that that stuff is going to,
1: Yeah.
0: we're going to get to it. Yeah. But I feel like when people start that, just like you said, when they start focusing on the things that they don't have, you know, I, I just, and they start nitpicking one another. I just feel like it's a way of protest to, mm-hmm. to get that person's attention because there's other, it's an underlying it's not the problem. The problem is the chores. Yeah. The problem is something much deeper than that.
1: Yeah. And I think that that's how a lot of relationships start at day one. Yeah. Right. Like, yes, if you're starting out at day one in that mode, you're doing yourself a disservice.
0: Yeah. Of not showing mutual appreciation.
1: Yeah. I mean, if you're nitpicking from day one, yeah. You don't get a green light from most people. Right. I mean, don't, most people don't want a, a relationship to be a
0: job. Right. Well, and just like I've, you know, I think I did a podcast about green flags and, you know, I feel like people are so quick to go into that first date and be like, where are the red flags at? Yeah. I got to see all the red flags. Is yeah. this a red flag? Yeah. Versus. Let's figure out, look at all the green ones yeah. of what's in front of you. Sure. And if you're focusing more on what's in front of you, you're more open. Yeah. And when you're more open, you're more receptive. And when you're more receptive, there's more of a, of a connection that can happen.
1: Sure. Totally. And, yeah. you know, not, not to come to the defensive red flag person, but, you know, any person is going to have. Challenges in their lives, right? Like yes. Bankruptcies, businesses, businesses that failed. You know, things that the exes. Yeah, the real that happened to real people. Right? Yeah. Um, and you know, you wouldn't want somebody who hadn't had anything bad ever happen to them, right? right. Because that that would uh, it, they would mean that would mean that the next thing that happened that was bad would take them out, right? Um, or they weren't real adjusted, or they were you know, uh, sheltered or whatever, but, you know, I think, uh, sometimes red flags get overblown, um, and you have to make compromises, right? Like I don't think there's ever really been any red flags in our relationship, at least from where I've been, but, you know, even if there were, I mean, you know, even if there were things that, that, that weren't ideal, they get overlooked because, you have this sense of mutual appreciation, right? Like,
0: right. Um, well, you know. and the way that you described it, that we've talked about it, is like in our relationship, it's ideal that the, both of you are at the like same level of life, let's just say. Mm-hmm. But there are times where I've been ahead of you and you've been ahead of me. Right, right, right. And in those times, though, we still are uplifting the other person. And we're still supporting, even though maybe you're, you know, you're higher than me, let's just say. I'm still your cheerleader in the process of, like, helping you and encouraging you to be the best that you can be. And in the meantime, you're helping me get myself back up on my feet.
1: Right. It's a, this isn't my theory, but the parallel lines. Yeah. Right? Like, you have to be going in the same direction.
0: Same direction, that's right. Right. Right.
1: Um, or, you know, if one person's going to the left... Forty-five degrees, then you're essentially going to intersect and crash, and that other person goes off in the other direction. But if you're both going the same direction, you'll be able to go there together.
0: Yeah, and that's what we're doing. I hope so. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want to answer some questions really quick? Sure. Okay, I'm going to pull them up here on Instagram. Um, I think one of them. I think one of them we already. We already answered, but let me pull a few of these up. Okay. Um, what are your thoughts on making adult children introductions?
1: I don't know what that means.
0: So if you're if you're dating someone, and you both have adult children, when do you in like so you both have adult age children, and you're both date you're starting to date one another, when do you feel? Like, should those adult children beat each other and when?
1: I mean, it's a little strange. Like, ad- adult children, right?
0: Right. Like,
1: it's an odd question. Yeah. Um, I mean, for any child, right? Like, say you've got a three-year-old on up to a 30-year-old, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, to me, it's when you know the relationship is a, is a thing. Yeah. Right? Like, you don't want to be bringing over your second date. Right. But... After you're going steady.
0: Yes, (laughs) after you're going steady. I, you know, I, there's, you know, there's all different types of rules and such that are out there about when you meet each other's children, Mm -hmm. but it's part of the package. So like for me, I know I met, you met my kids because when we met, my kids were 12 and not no, 15 and 15 and 12. Mm -hmm. So they were adult ish Mm -hmm. teenagers when they met you and you met them fairly early because I, to me, you need to know, even if we're going, we just started to go, yep, we're exclusive. We're going to get to know one another. You needed to know my children too. Cause it's part of the, cause some people are like, nope, someone's not going to meet my kids until six months down the road or 12, you know, 12 months down the road. And I'm a firm believer that you meet them sooner than later than later. If you know that this person you're going to pursue and be in, you know, exclusive with this person You should meet the kids sooner than later. Sure. Yeah.
1: I like pursuit. That's fun.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Next question. Um, Brian, do you feel you guys have a daily couple routine? And if so, what is your favorite part of that routine?
1: Uh, A couple routine. Yeah. uh, So we, I get up and get her coffee in the morning.
0: Yeah. Yeah. are there other things you um, well that's yeah that's for sure our daily um, we snuggle at night we always do that
1: I try to cook dinner
0: yes you try to cook dinner yes I do the
1: dishes because they're too hot <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: <clears throat> um, yeah. Yeah, we watch I mean, some mutual, TV. Yeah, we have mutual. Well, we're both entrepreneurs. So we both work from home. Yeah, and so we get to we get to do this dance together every day. Mm-hmm. And so like we're constantly supporting and like having little meetings throughout the day. And so we're really lucky that not only are we partners, but that we're both entrepreneurs and we get to we work from home together. For sure. I know some people they're like ah, stay home all day with my spouse, but we actually it really works for us. Yeah,
1: it's good.
0: Yeah. Um, Brian, what mistake do you feel that women make on the first date? And I think we were kind of talking about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I've, I've, you know, I don't think I ever took my first relationship on a first date. So I've only really ever been on, well, not ever, but I I haven't been on very many first dates. Yeah. So it's really hard for me to say, but,
0: um, well, I've, I mean, I've, I've told you about my experience and.
1: Yeah, I yeah. I think um, it's proving right out of the gate that you're that you're concerned <laughs> rather than appreciative. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, yeah, you know, are you receptive? Right. If you're not receptive, you're uh you're asking critical questions.
0: Yes. Um, and then this person also asked me this question too, like, what is the biggest mistake you find that women make on the first date? And I feel like it's, you know, for me, it is, it's, it's, it's not being receptive. It's not, it's conducting it like a job interview. It's, I think too, I think women, um, have like these preconceived, like notions of how it's going to go, what it's going to be. They already have their agenda. Like this might be my first and last first date. Like putting this whole like story, romantic idea of what it, of what it is versus being like, I'm going to go in, I'm going to meet someone new today. I'm going to meet someone new today. And if it's going to be a no, then I'm just getting that much closer to that. Yes. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Just be excited about making a connection. And if it's not a great, connection, then great. Then move on.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's like what you practice at your speed dating, right? So you're trying to to develop the relationship muscle. Yes. Right, like develop, being able to develop rapport.
0: Right, immediately, right? right. Yeah, like I was, we had speed dating uh-huh. this past weekend and one of the, the advice that I gave to the speed daters was that to not do it as a job interview and to jump into the middle as if you've already known this person. Like they, you know, that they're they're your friend that you haven't seen in a long time and to maybe just start with, Tell me about your passions.
1: Yeah, I mean, women have the unfortunate uh, thing of having to like keep out the bad characters. That yes, that, you know, there are tons of men that are
0: not awesome.
1: Um, There's so, some women out there
0: that are not awesome too. But yes, these are the facts. Yes, um,
1: but uh, y- you know th- that makes it more difficult to not have it be a job interview, right? right. Like, I mean, I'm not saying that you shouldn't do this because it's so silly. It, it makes, it makes complete sense why it happens, but you know, try to have fun until it's clear that fun is no longer available. Right. You know, you're, you're, you know, and then you need to move on as quickly as possible.
0: Right. Right. Like, and it's not personal because sometimes if there's not a connection, I think sometimes two women will try to force a connection to be there. Mm-hmm. And, it's not like, I, th- I think too, people just take things way too personal when it comes to, when it comes to first dates. And if it's just not a connection, I mean, to me, it's a blessing if it's, if they come back to you and they're like, no, it's not a good fit, then good. Thank you. It saved you so much time and energy from trying to put into this person that they saved you that so that you can get that much closer to a possible opportunity with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm going to wrap things up.
1: Okay. Okay. Good job. <laughs> this is an excellent interview.
0: I'm so glad you we finally did this. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to like dive a little bit more about you know the, the like what's made. It. I mean, I think we kind of covered a lot of bases. Yeah. Um. Is there anything else that you wanted to say?
1: Um, too hot for podcast.
0: <laughs> I don't, I think my listeners might have something to say about that. But. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Yeah. Uh, Thank you to all the listeners, too, uh, for supporting Kat. And uh, it means the world to me and to her. And um, keep up all the good work, everyone.
0: Thanks, babe. Go find some love. Thanks, kiss. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in um, to this week's Dear Matchmaker episode. And um, as a reminder, if you have not subscribed please make sure to rate and review this episode and subscribe on uh, Spotify or Apple and if you are on social media come and follow me at Facebook and uh, Instagram at Kath Cantrell thanks honey bye. thanks for being here and remember true love is waiting for you I promise and we'll see you next time bye